Before we get started, before we get started, this show is about the game Hero Clicks. It's kind of like chess, but with superpowers. We realize we're complete, total, utter nerds about it. Nerds about it. But you know what? We don't even care. This is Clixinit. This is Clixinit. So if you're a noob, a casual player, or an insane competitive junkie, you found your new home. And now, your gaming superheroes, Adam, Dan, Kane, Austin, and Miles. Let's do this. Hello, everybody out there in Clicks Nation, and welcome to another episode here on Clicksing It. I, like always, am your host, Adam, and this is episode 148. Uh, we had a lot to talk about today. We've got our buddies over at from Clicks Dads on here. Now, we did have AJ on last time, I want to say a few months ago or so, but he didn't have his counterpart on here, which is Chris. So, AJ and Chris, welcome together on the podcast. Yo. Oh, thank you. Uh, real quickly, while I am setting up the sound bites that I always forget to do at the beginning of the podcast, why don't you, because Chris, or AJ told us a little bit about the podcast, but now that both of you, or the YouTube channel, now both of you are on here, give us a quick spiel on what you guys do on your YouTube channel and why people should watch you. Go for it, Chris. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna let me do it. Yeah. Well, you know, we... We got together, we played many games together, worked together for years, and then AJ got me into Heroclix, and both of us became dads uh, shortly after each other, uh, and so we decided to make a channel, Clicks Dads, in the hopes of just showing, you know, dads that you can do things with your kids, and, you know, a channel good for kids to where they can learn to play a game all about super cool comic book figures. Said so now the real reason was was so you guys could have the next Isaac uh as a world champion, right? Because what he became a world champion at what eleven years old, I think it was. Uh yes. that's why we all become dads in the Hero Clicks community, so we can have the next Isaac uh come oh, from, get ready, come from uh, our loins. It, it, we have two daughters, so it'll be there Natalie and Brooklyn winning uh, team nationals. See if one fails, you have two two more to back uh, or to back down to, <laughs> or, or as a backups. Christmas, <coughs> uh, 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 well, you have another one on the way, so I got a Christmas baby coming. Oh, nice! Congratulations. Thank you. Girl or boy, or don't know, you're gonna be surprised. This one's this one's a little boy. So you have a girl and a boy. Yeah, so I, we had a girl first, which is the best way. And now we have a boy, so that way, you know, if some kid under eighteen makes <laughs> fun of our daughter, our our son can beat him up. That way, I don't get in trouble. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah, I had a son first, and then I had a girl. And then, what's your? I should I shouldn't say situation, AJ, but what's your situation with your kids? Boy, <laughs> girl, what you got? So I got a two and a half year old girl, um, and the wife and I have have an open dialogue about the second one so we're, okay. we're working on that we're getting some stuff figured out first but um that's kind of the goal has been since uh, we got married we were like we want to we want to have two um you know there for a while she just kept bringing home cats and i'm like all right we gotta stop <laughs> doing that uh 
Well, we are we are done with two. The factory is closed. We did a liquidation sale. There's no more children coming out of this family household. Oh, I'm uh, with you. Two, two and done. Two's two's max for me. I'm an only child, so I mean, I I didn't want my daughter to be an only child just because I know the hardships of being one. Yes. Uh, also, don't want to have more than two <laughs> just yeah. want her to have like a sibling i don't really care if it's a boy or a girl but i want like that family dynamic just because it's something i've never been able to experience and i'm just too old to have a third child i'm going to be 40 in march which that's very depressing to say and now i'm very sad but <laughs> oh tell that to my drummer he's uh what how old's mike chris like 38 39 and uh him and his wife just had their first uh oh jeez. Wow. We have a buddy, Dave, who plays with us occasionally. I think I want to say, if Dave, you listen, I'm so sorry, but he's like 50-something, and they just had, I want to say, their fourth or their fifth? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the fourth. Yeah, and I'm just like, I can't even imagine being 54 or 55, whatever his age is, and having a child. I'm like, I just, I don't have the strength. I I don't have the strength right now. Dave, I salute you. (laughs) And then our buddy Miles, who's part of our podcast, he's got five. Oh, yeah. Miles is over here on the West Coast. I actually am pretty sure he's going to be meeting up uh, with me at Gongai on Friday for a uh, common, uncommon, rare uh, Highlander tournament. It's a barbecue that the Eagles yep. are putting on. So, And so is our teammate Ryan Redman and his wife as well. So you'll see a bunch of clicksing at people over there. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um Ryan, who we had on, who I had on last night, just to talk about Worlds, is just going hardcore late with clicks because he was at Worlds. He flew back either Sunday or Monday. He worked yesterday. He worked today, and then they're flying out Sunday to go play in um, Portland. Or, um, sorry, is it Portland or Oregon? Where is it at? Oh, Gongai. Gongai. Yeah, they're in Portland. Portland. So he flew to Memphis last weekend. He's flo- flying to Portland this weekend, and he's coming back, and he's got two slop events, one at his store in Kenosha and then the other store that um, I judge at. So he's just going hardcore on clicks. And here I haven't played in like two weeks, and I won't play until the second. So he's definitely um, getting a lot of practice in for um, – Florida when I'm just sitting here with my thumb up on my butt. And he's got two kids too, which uh, funny is that he changed his profile picture on Facebook yesterday and it was him and his wife and I was like, I saw you change your profile picture. Why'd you do that? I was like, oh, it's our anniversary. I'm like, oh, really? It's my anniversary with my wife too. How long you been married? Seven years. I've been married seven years too. And then he's like, yeah, my daughter Madison. My daughter's name Madison. It's like, did we just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> yup. So I've known him for, I want to say about a year or so. And uh, it's just, I never realized we had that much in common. It was kind of funny. And then my wife's an OT. Him and his wife are PTs. It's like, <laughs> can yeah. we move in together? Let let's just do this. Um, well, hey, I mean, <coughs> you know, that's that's kind of half the fun of all this, and that's we've actually even had people comment, reach out to us, and stuff like talk about like we're dads too, and like this is cool, and so um, I, I think I don't know. There's there's something about hero clicks and being a dad just brings us all together. Yeah, I am looking to get a couple of dads on a podcast like you guys. Um, I would talk to Matty G, maybe PJ, but just kind of a whole episode of how we balance 
hero clicks and being dads and slash husbands <laughs> and fun. how how it's almost like you need like a counseling session to figure out all the time to get all that stuff in and then work and then everything else in between oh yeah oh yeah it's um it's a process i mean we have a very we have a very cool local play group you know a lot of the other guys in our local play group are uh, uh dads or at least dads of of a type uh but you know uh, we're kind of constantly chatting with each other we're good friends we're you know people that are there for each other when when stuff is tough and so we're good at like kind of working out and letting you know our normal wednesday night hero click hangout uh be a good time to let everybody kind of like vent about things like you, you, you're safe with these individuals um it's it's a good thing and it's you know we have our we're lucky that we have a really good group of guys uh that we um have found and we've cultivated a really awesome group yep all right well enough about our personal lives because that's why people don't true or that's why people do not turn into i can't talk it's been a long day i told dan yeah, before don't, don't turn off this it's, podcast i know you're driving uh, right now to work yeah it's it, it was one of those days. One more rant before we start talking clicks. It was one of those days where nothing major happened like throughout my day, but it was these little tiny things just added up. And I'm just like, I even told Dan before, like, I'm just, I'm done. My brain is so fried right now. So if I sound like I'm rambling like an idiot, I apologize to all of our listeners. But you don't listen to this podcast to hear about our personal lives. So we're going to skip the how was our week and we're going to get straight into the news. All right. Well, as you guys know, we had worlds happen this past weekend in Memphis, Tennessee. I unfortunately was unable to go. In fact, everybody on this podcast currently was unable to go. So this is going to be kind of a outside looking in perspective of worlds. I've already told Ryan and I think I even posted on Facebook that I'm going to make worlds happen next year hopefully the biggest problem that i had with going this year was we only found out i think it was five weeks before actual worlds happen when the date was and with my schedule being a wedding videographer i have couples booking me like a year or so in advance so i just can't be like well i'm just not going to show up to your wedding i want to go play with mini plastic figures for a weekend so if they can give us some sort of a longer heads up of when world is going to be i would definitely consider going because it sounds like a lot of fun uh but yeah the biggest thing was with short notice and with my work schedule it just didn't work for me no i'm i'm with you i mean like uh i know with with my own work and and what i do um i had already had a vacation planned we were my wife and i ended up uh, going to emerald city comic-con and that was only i think a couple of weeks uh ago three weeks ago four weeks ago something like that so too close of vacations together for me to be able to make something happen here and so um i am planning on going next year um i've never gone um i've been playing the game for a very long time and it's uh, a pilgrimage i've always wanted to take and so i'm going to try to next year but one of the big things is is definitely knowing far enough in advance to get the time off you know to make the arrangements and I don't know if they just kind of just were, you know, we're sitting at the conference table one day. And you're like, you know what? Let's have Worlds in five weeks. Why not? Because uh, I didn't know if they just didn't know 
you know, we were still on the edge of the pandemic and everything like that. Like if they didn't think it was going to be a very successful thing or they couldn't get the venue or the venue had certain rules for capacity or things like that. So I'm assuming they just kind of, they were waiting for the okay from either the venue or other things along that line. And that was the only time that worked for them. So, cause I don't know if this is, that was, so the date was September 16th through the 18th. I don't know if that's the actual date every year that worlds right. used to happen because it hasn't happened since 19 or 19, 2019. So I'm well, just and not I, sure. I, I, I think you're right about that. I mean, I've been to two conventions this uh, year so far. So Seattle Comic-Con and um, Star Wars Celebration. And uh, in both situations, like once we got there, it it was almost like a surprise that it was actually happening because there were so many warnings about, oh, hey, like, all right, everybody, make sure you bring your your cards and your masks and all this stuff. And, and it could be postponed and like, you know, all these different kinds of things. It, it seems like they were very hesitant in both of those cases about what was going to happen. Like if, if they were going to end up by closing down or something. And I mean, I I will say like after we went to Seattle comic con, I never got it, but my wife, my daughter, my mom and my mother-in-law all had COVID. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know that it's definitely still a concern. Um, and so I think there's a little bit of some hesitation there where I think in some aspects, WizKids didn't know if they were going to be able to, um, you know, who yeah. knows if it, all of a sudden uh, everything shuts down again. Yeah, because when me and Dan went to Gen Con for the day, it was you had to bring your Vax card, proof of vaccination, and you had to wear your mask the entire time. Right. I don't know what it is at other conventions as too. I don't think that was the case at Worlds because I didn't see a mask. But like obviously, if you want to wear one, go ahead. But right, right. Um, it seemed pretty. They were still, and I don't know. I'm not gonna get into it. Uh, it's just... No, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, but it's it's true. Like at Anaheim when we were at Star Wars Celebration, like they were like, "Mask up, where's your cards?" We had to wait in this like hour long line. We missed some of the exclusives and things like that because we were doing this. We get in there, nobody was wearing their mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they had this whole big thing. Seattle though, total opposite, right? Everyone was wearing it. Um, they didn't have like a check-in kind of a type thing, but like, if you weren't wearing it, somebody talked to you. Um, so I, I think it just depends, uh, on, on, on where you're at and things like that. But, um, I think that's just a little bit of an issue with some of the conventions right now, whether they're gaming, whether they're, you know, comic panels or whatever. I, I, I think that they are kind of just worried about having that many people together still. Yeah. And I, I get that. I do. It's just... It's just I don't know I don't, I don't want to get into it <laughs> like I just think of like football I'm games. with you like football games go ahead but when you're gonna be in a in a building I guess because it's outside whatever to each their own I don't mind it. it it didn't really take that anything away from me from Gen Con of course it's annoying a little bit no one likes to wear the masks like I don't think anyone does but um, I'm glad we're kind of getting past that threshold and hopefully for Florida we don't have to worry about it that as well. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Florida, you won't have to worry about it. That's true. Florida. <laughs> that is very true. It's Florida. <laughs> it's Florida. That's all you got to know. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about World. So it, it was a great turnout. I don't have the specific numbers of how many people showed up, but I know they had a ton of people showed up. So I'm glad it was a huge, huge success. It sounds like. 
I was going to say, I remember seeing a number for, I think that the main tournament had 168 entries. Yeah, the modern, the 300 modern on Saturday had 168. Uh, but then I'm not sure, like, the total attendance. So that's that's huge. Oh, oh. I'm just talking about, like, total attendance for the whole thing. But that's awesome that 168 people showed up to Worlds that day. It was a great turnout. Uh, I want to do a couple of shout-outs to people. First of all, to me, the biggest shout-out is to Dial H. Uh, they did great coverage the entire weekend. So I really I reached out to Calder myself, and I just wanted to tell him, you know, you did a great job doing the coverage, the interviews. If there's any personality or channel that can do a great job, that's Dial H with Calder and Simeon. And I forget the other guy's name. I apologize. But um, they definitely have the personality to do all that kind of media coverage for an event like this. So I hope they do that in the future because they really upped their production and did a great job. Um, also, I want to give kudos to WizKids for actually holding the event. Uh, they didn't have to, obviously, because they could have just waited another year, but they did. The only I know there are a couple negatives out there. The biggest thing that I heard from a lot of people is that the first day was kind of rocky just because there's a lot of waiting in lines and no, no really like pre-registration. But I'm sure they're still trying to like find their holding with running a big event by themselves because they hadn't run one in three years. So I'm sure it's going to get better in the future as we go on. Uh, go ahead. What are you going to say? I was gonna say, yeah, I, I think so, and I, you know, I, I do have some buddies that were over there. I had a friend that kind of scoped out some of the exclusives uh, for me and my play group, and I, I guess they had kind of similar issues to Gen Con. I guess certain things sold really fast the first couple days, and so, um, you know, my friend only was there for one day. I think on either Saturday or Sunday, and certain things like the phoenixes and stuff were totally gone, which that kind of sucks. But yeah, I think those sold know. out on Friday. The phoenix. Yeah. Um, but the first day on Thursday, I believe it was, they had a Silver Age. I didn't see too many updates on the Silver Age, but Daniel Powell won that. Congratulations, Daniel. Uh, he played Congrats, he played Thanos, Magium Jasper, Collector, Groot, and Skyscraper Wonder Woman with the Captain Marvel, Emma Frost, Black Widow, The Flash, and Superman ID. He also played the High Priestess, Six of Pentacles, Knight of Cups, Page of Swords, and Queen of Wands. Uh, ID cards, or I'm sorry, tarot cards. So congratulations, Daniel. I know you've been really working hard on Thanos and making him work. So I'm glad that uh, he was actually finally able to finish the job and win you something. Um, I hope that didn't sound too dickish because <laughs> it wasn't the intent. I just know you've been really working hard on making Thanos work, and I'm glad it finally worked out for you. Because you know, I'll, I'll <laughs> I, 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 I said that out loud. I'm like, did that? Did I sound like a dick right there? I hope I didn't. Because no, I, no, I, I really do so. mean it. I really do mean it. With all the beams and everything that I make of Thanos, I'm just glad that with all because Daniel's put in so many hours into making Thanos work. I'm finally glad it worked out. I, I am too. Uh, he's a good player. Um, I do like Thanos. We got a couple guys in our group that play Thanos, and they uh, so it's a thing at least here. Uh, the guys that play Infinity Challenge Thanos, there is a picture of Thanos doing the salty, like the salty meme. <laughs> Salt Bay. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. is and, my is my clicksing it logo right under that? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. 
Uh, there's a there's a there's like a salty uh, Thanos meme, but uh, they have T-shirts, so you know we might just have to send Dan a T-shirt on congratulations from the Clicks Dads. Yep. I actually, when I met him at Gen Con briefly, I had made some just um, not legal, obviously, but some Thanos objects. One of them is a Thanos protest sign, which the power is. Um, hey, hey, ho, ho, Thanos has got to go. If a character occupies the, the square, sorry, if a character occupies the square this object is in, characters named Thanos cannot target them. And then I made a heavy object, which is the Infinity Gauntlet giving them the middle finger, which is, oh, which is leave Thanos alone. And it's if this, if a character named Thanos occupies the square this object is in, they are not affected by WizKids Arretas. So just kind of fun ones that I made for our patrons and things like that. I'm like, I have to give a pair of these to Daniel just because he is obviously. If you do a uh, uh, leave Thanos alone, you could do like a, a leave Britney alone meme. Yes, exactly. I think someone has uh, posted that meme directly to me on Facebook at some point. Um, but no, congratulations, Daniel, uh, on winning Silver Age. And then on Friday, yes, Friday was Team Seals, which uh, is one of my favorite events. I've never competed in it, but that is definitely one that I want to do one of these days. And I believe there were 57 or 56 teams in that one, so a huge turnout. Uh, they got a whole brick. Usually, I believe you only got eight boosters for prior Team Seals, but this time they got a whole brick. And we had a team in it, which was Ryan, his wife, and our other buddy, Ryan. Uh, they got to top 16, which is pretty huge. So congratulations to them. They pulled the Lady Roma and Mad Jim Jasper's brick, which had Deadpool and WizKids, I think. They didn't get much in that brick. But I told Ryan this yesterday was that they pulled the best prime, but in the worst format for that prime. Uh, so... They walked away with some good things, and Team Clickstoff won that, which was We Don't Talk About Bruno, which was Azarus Strife, TJ Wheeler, and Anthony Bruno from Coffee and Click. So congratulations to those three guys. I don't know what they pulled, but I know they played against Lucas, Josafa, and I cannot remember the other guy's name. I see a picture of him right there, but I don't know his name. Um, and then they pulled this, the Lucas, Lucas's team pulled the same brick as, uh, Ryan, the Ryans and his wife. So they pulled the, the Lady Roma and Magic Jasper's team. Not sure. I know, um, Azra's team had a chase blink, but I'm not sure what else they had on that team. So congratulations to those guys. And then on Saturday, we had the 300 Worlds. Ryan was in that as well. Uh, he was going into the last round being 4-1, and one, but then he ended that last round in a 0-0 tie, or a 0-0 loss, which kind of sucks because he played a mirror match. So if he would have won, he was getting in, but uh, he got a 0-0 loss instead. I've heard a lot of uh, debate with those 0-0 I don't agree with them at all. I think it should be a roll-off. I don't know why they ever decided... <laughs> That's probably going to be my next question is, should there be a roll-off? And the answer is yes. I'm just telling you right there. There should no be no reason. Not in a 0-0 zero, zero tie. In a 0-0, zero, zero, it's a double loss. I remember there being a specific reason that they did that. I remember that I remember that coming up. 
I remember that specifically was addressed for something. I don't remember what it was for. I, that's a hard one for me because I'm super against turtling and I've gotten into it with a couple of people before over turtling. And that's probably the reason why is they didn't want oh. it to be people just, they didn't want yeah. people to advance in the tournament by not attacking and just making a roll. Because technically if they would make it a roll off and you just built, you, maybe you had eight people with barrier and then you just bury the crap out of your team and make it impossible for your opponent to attack and just go to a roll off. You could technically win like 11 roll offs in a row and win the entire tournament by not scoring a single point. So I yeah, think that's why they did that. I got into an argument with somebody about that. Cause they're like, well, that's a, that's a strategy all in itself. And it's like, no, it's sure. Not, it's not a you strategy can call it a strategy, but like that's, that's not within the spirit of the game. And yeah. so, yeah, I don't agree with like turtling and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, in that comment, you set me up with the, the time turn thing. I, yeah. I mean, that's another part of this. I, I'm, I'm real hot about that. So, uh, but top 16, I'll go through it real quick. It was Isaac Arnold Berkovich. It was Saul Elzonado. Sorry. I'm butchering everyone's name here. Uh, Jason Alvary, Emily Rowett, uh, Jose Bar- Bargan. Sorry, I'm horrible with names. Richard Median. No, it's all right. George Masu, Ezra Strife, Josafa Jesus, Matty G, Jalen Major, Robert Boehm, Lucas Van Hollen, Brian uh, Hins, Oscar Mon- Mondalado, and Daniel Powell. So, actually, oh, sorry. That's not that's not top sixteen. That was just the top thirty two. Top sixteen actually was. Um, let me find it. I'm so well. Old. One of those names you mentioned, and she was doing really good. Was Emily? That was the uh, yeah. Canadian Nationals winner. Yep. And, and there were some high hopes, and I was really surprised when one of my buddies just messaged me. They're like, "Well, Emily's out," and I'm like, "What? No way!" Yeah, Emily actually ended Swiss being six and zero. Oh. With only with, wow. with with only four hundred and ninety points, so she must have ran into a lot of Thanoses. Um but yeah. no top sixteen was Isaac, Daniel, Azris, Josafa, Mike, Ed, Caleb, Scott Crampton, Saul, Oscar, George, Maddie G, Wes Summers, Lionel Clark, Jason Alvery, and Easton Brock. Uh, so big na- like all big names. <laughs> like we're yeah, we're used I- to those names being in top sixteen. People I've never actually met, but I recognize their names. Yes. Um, well, it's funny because, I mean, I, I sell cable services, so I had some people coming in and they're talking about football and football players. And I was like, I don't know any of that, but I, I basically do know our uh, professional Heroclix players. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I name them. Um, I'm not going to go through what every single person played because I do have the list of all 72 teams, but I'm not going to scroll through all 72 and find out what the top uh, 16 people played. What what was the X-Men swap team, though? The I think it was Isaac running that. Isaac's team. So I will try to find his team yeah, we should at least go quick. over Isaac and Saul's. Yep. Yeah, him and Saul. So, um, I'm going to talk very slowly while I try to go through all of these teams. <laughs> to well, oh, there's I, Scott Crampton. Hang on, I want to see what Scott Crampton played. So, he, oh yeah, so, what did Scott Crampton play? He played Thanos, Collector, Hope. Uh, what is that? Aaron Iron Man, right? No, Molecule Man and Star Sapphire. 
Really? Oh. That's interesting. Uh, he he was talking about like doing the non-theme Sicarian Iron Man Thanos on his pod. I like how he talks about it, but then he doesn't. I don't know. I feel like that's one of those things where I'm sure he was trying to metaguess while like it was getting close to the end, and that was probably one of the teams he had most the most practice with. That's what he well, said a few times. Was that was the team he had the most practice with, and he felt comfortable with that team. Honestly, that's you got, fair. Like you gotta throw people off, though. I wouldn't be talking on my podcast about what team I'm gonna play. <laughs> yeah, before I distraction, go distraction. Um, so here is uh, Saul's team, the guy who actually won it. He so his was Mad Jim Jasper, Sakari, Iron Man, Marvel, uh, Felix Faust, Scarlet Witch, Professor X, and Magic sixty five with the uh, shield and. He had Jubilee, Deadpool, Venom, Magneto, Hope Summers as his um, sideline, and then Emotional Modifier, Radioactive Clay, Cloak of Levitation, Carnage Symbiote, and the Angler object for the sideline for that. And then he played the Ace of Cups, Queen of Swords, Seven of Pentacles, Knight of Swords, and the something of Priestess. I can't read that. Uh, the high priestess. Uh, so, so would that be there? would that be the team I was hearing about that people were complaining that like you could just yeet Scarlet Witch across the entire thing and then drop her thing right on people in their uh, starting zone? Yes, because you equip the angler on her and it lets you move six squares. I forget how it works. It's I think I'm fairly. How does that work? Here, look at it. Yeah, it's something where if you are next to blocking, you can move yeah. six squares next to another blocking and then just drop it, which I yeah. did see him do it a few times. I mean, you're basically putting Scarlet Witch out to the wolves, but, well, uh, yeah, but it obviously it, worked yeah. for him. Yeah, I yeah, it's pulled up. If you want me to read it, yeah, people were complaining about it, so I think it worked pretty well. Because from my okay. understanding, you would just like eat her out there and then drop that little thing, so they couldn't use powers. And yeah, because I, mean, I have that too. It's uh, free if this character is adjacent to an object, a printed wall, or a printed square of blocking terrain. Place them in another square within six squares in line of fire that is adjacent to an object, printed wall, or printed square of blocking terrain. So. It's, uh, I mean, it's interesting. And it gives you phasing with a speed value of 10, so it's not bad. It's it's funny because, uh, well, and Chris just gave me a hard time because I, like, clearanced out a bunch of these. I still have one for myself to play, but it's an object that I honestly forgot about. Yeah, because you it just gave you phasing is all people really thought about. And then it's like, oh, wait, I can. And I, I think I want to give credit to... I forget. Well, doesn't who. the Tesseract to do that too? So it's no, like... the Tesseract just gives you prob after you use phasing. Oh, yep. oh, yeah. It that it does. It's not very good because even if no, this one. I mean, this one works because you can you can literally just uh, barrier like especially with how much free barriers are there. You can just drop one and then suddenly yeet them somewhere. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That's smart. Yeah, like uh, use a molecule man or something. Throw down a piece of blocking oh wait no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm wrong actually because it has to be printed so you actually can't do that it has to be like so you have to have a good map for this oh and apparently the new other world map is good for that i didn't realize there was another world map until i saw the live stream it's the the, like squares one that you put together i'm pretty sure if i'm not mistaken yes or that was what they were playing on saul and uh um isaac I can't find Isaac's team anywhere, so keep talking while I go through this list one more time. 
Weren't they weren't Solon and playing like a mirror weren't they mirrors of each other? Or am I wrong? No, no because uh, Isaac didn't play Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I heard oh. something about Isaac playing a X-Men swap team. Yeah, he did, he did. Okay, I thought they were both playing X-Men swap, that's my bad. I, didn't, I, I was wondering, because that's what I've kind of built, is a lot of X-Men swap teams and stuff like that, so I'm just wondering what he finally went with. Which, oh, yeah, no, you're, I, you're I've been saying for a while that I love X-Men swap, and I've heard from other people that they don't like X-Men swap, but like if, if I, I was going down to Worlds, I was playing X-Men swap, but I was playing... A, um, I made a, a really Mimic good Prime. team a while back um, with Bishop Prime, um, uh, Professor X for the swap, Venom, uh, Magneto, Venom Wolverine, and I feel like there's someone else I don't remember. Uh, but the whole point was you drop Shard, and you can't be hit by more than five squares away. And then with the Venom Magneto and the Venom Wolverine, you can't be targeted at range within if somebody's within four squares. And so somebody had to hit you exactly five squares away if they were range. The only problem with that is Thanos has a 10 range, so he would pop yeah. off at five with running shot all the time. So, yeah. So uh, my only issue with swap in general is just that it kind of, I don't know, it subverts the fact that you'll might, you'll probably will have a bad matchup eventually. I think that's more me, me having an issue with swap than just like, x-men swap teams in general it's just you don't see a lot of fantastic four right now so oh yeah dude, i mean I, the i was telling you guys i'm doing a common uncommon rare tournament on friday i've been working on a fantastic four swap i um am starting uh with a team up card fantastic four team and then potentially swapping to a silver surfer um and then i'm working on a third team to potentially have just depending on what kind of a thing i'm facing so i like swap i think i think it's a cool um it's a very very cool ability um it makes use of the sideline in an interesting way um the next thing i want to try to get into is recruiter but i, I just I guess for that, I just don't like that it takes like the it, really, it feels like it really diminishes the the ability for you to have a bad matchup. It's just like, eh, I see what you're playing. I'm just gonna swap to this. Hold on. I I agree with that aspect, you know, and maybe maybe that's kind of like I think my feelings like that are when people still grab my card and they're like, yeah, let me let me see what click you're on. And yeah, like, oh. and that's so I think that's my whole issue with it. I think. If it, if it was me, I would have made anyone that has that ability a unique, so you can't play more than one of them. So yeah, yeah. and so that way they have to stay in because then like the new one is with Avengers you're gonna just see the double cap swap so they're not even on the oh board. yeah 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 I I built a double cap swap and the whole point is basically to you know end up with some free objects be able to have Sakarian Iron Man start in a square that you um you know have a uh, cloak of levitation so he can just power action equip sides well you won't have to work well you won't have to worry about that anymore because the rules change coming uh, will completely subvert that you're like whatever i don't even need to worry about that i anymore. forgot Honestly, all about that and i hate that rule i'm sorry <laughs> I, all right I'm, that's a I'm, fix that needs to happen i'll be honest i'm somebody who made a team to do it and i'm one of those kinds of guys that like i have the collector thanos team and i haven't even played it because i don't like to play stuff that's just busted now, See, I'm confused because I don't like the whole. I just I like the fact that I could potentially get your object, but um, like Ryan did bring up a good point of like, well, if you just go first, you could just crush the object and be five to ten points up immediately. And I'm like, yeah, that is a trade off, but I don't know. I like the fact that uh, that you can you can take advantage of it and and kind of hurt their team a little bit, especially with 
okay, we have Jim Jaspers now. Um, right, right. I feel like there's other things. I mean, there's lots of easy ways to get objects nowadays anyway. Um, if, the if sword can, bears are all there. Right, right, right. If I can clarify, though, like the version of it that I like versus the version I don't like. A, let's say I'm using like the Spider-Man that you have to pay the five points for the cloak, right? Yeah. For that five points, I can't swap that five points. Um, you know, I, I, I still paid for the object and I'm getting it and it's just, I'm doing it in a way where it's more easily equipped. But it is, it is cheaper for the figures that start with them. And that's the thing that I'm okay with is like, yeah, if I start with it, it's like, I don't know. Not all of them because the cloak is five points and it costs five points for Spider-Man to equip it. Okay, right, most, right, right, right. Most objects, then the the objects. swords are an, a good example of that because I think the sword bearer trades five yes. points, but swords are ten. Yeah. Um. But uh, like on an alternative, let's say I swapped out like Falcon Cap Chase, right? And you know I could potentially have him drop uh, a Red Wing and a Cap Shield for free because he starts with them without any you know points, right? That's something that I don't like as much because then I'm legitimately kind of using a loophole to get free objects. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't like it, but also I don't like change. But then on the other hand, I do understand that the game needs to adapt in order to stay alive. So that's why they're doing things like the... Um, I felt like it was an unnecessary change to me, and I think a lot of people agree the biggest change that they need to make is this whole... If you ri- if you win the initiative roll, you get map and side. They just have to change that to oh, yeah. you pick. You That's go first. Number or, one rules change. Yeah. It's like it's the easiest change in the world. That's why I felt like this you, was you just get a choice. Yeah. It's one or the other. You yeah, go you first or map. Pick the map. Yeah, yeah. That's that's something that I've been saying about this game since like you know, 10, 15 years ago. And I guess I wouldn't really care if the maps weren't so symmetrical. Like, if there was a clear advantage to one side of the map, sure, but they're just so right down the middle, it doesn't matter what side you pick because they're exact same thing. Like, I think of Datamine, or I th- I even look at the new Otherworld map. It looks exactly the same on both sides. There may be a square or two of hindering that's different, but that's it. So I just felt like the object, cha- the object rule that's going to be effect whenever was just unnecessary, and there were, there were more dying matters that they should have addressed oh, oh, instead. Oh, you know, back back in the day, it for sure was that way. I I used to build a lot of sniper teams as I called them where, you know, I would have a stealth, you know, range combat expert piece basically. And if I lost, I always wanted the side where I had some kind of a sniper's nest and, you know, if it was like, "Oh, okay, here's a piece of elevated terrain. I'm going to put a heavy object on this corner. I'm going to put my punisher up there and put him in stealth and he's going to shoot at you." As you're, you know, approaching me, like I I had a reason for wanting to pick a specific side and it doesn't feel like that even matters at all anymore. Do you remember Um, the, the Avengers tank map? Where it was that, it was that tank in the middle, but then the one side had like the, the four square of elevation sniper's nest. The other side didn't like you, if you lost, if you played on that map, you always pick the sniper side because you can just shoot people over the tank. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't because by the time I, I started that, if you were standard size and you were like that, the tank would just block it because it's blocking terrain. Yeah. So, but that's a whole discussion on a whole nother day. But, that's um, a whole other thing. Yeah. The other thing, <laughs> the can of worms, a big one. Yep. The other thing is knockback damage is back. So 
that'll be the other big change. Knockback. Wait. So wait. When did they announce some of the stuff? Because there's some things here that I must have missed. It was this weekend. It, I don't know. That's what they. That's what they. That's what I was. I saw in like every outbreak. Like there was multiple things that people were saying. Uh, like, it was back. probably at the fan appreciation night that they had. You were getting all your information from our random like group chat, and that's. That's what you're expecting from. You're hey, not looking I worked at it. All I knew weekend, there was new bud. knockback stuff and everything else. <laughs> I worked all weekend, man. It's it. Listen, I I work for Xfinity. All right, it's back to school in my town. You know how many dang college kids were like, I need my internet. I worked way too much. I accidentally went to work two hours early yesterday. It's like, do you know how many times I was checking Facebook Saturday when I was trying to film a wedding just to keep updates on our Facebook page? And I was like, I can't do this yeah. by myself anymore. There's too much going on. Um, I caught the, the highlights. Yeah. The only reason the only reason I didn't was because I figured, well, Ryan's there. He's probably going to be dispersing it as it's happening. So I was like, I yeah. don't really think I needed to do that much. I was like, all right. Well, I'll say, uh, hey, knockback being back, that that makes me stoked. I mean, that was one of the changes that I really didn't like. Um, you know, them making some fixes to things. I mean, I, I saw I saw some clips from, like, a, a presentation, and I think one of them was, like, mentioning something about uh, uh, kind of speeding up objects and object utility um, and, like, a few other things, uh, uh, something about, like, cheaper starter sets and stuff. So There's also going to be... Um... Like, uh, what's it? Point costed like terrain that you can play. Not from what I heard. Cause when I heard that first, my first thought was, oh, it's gonna be Infinity War again with the special objects or whatever that like they have the the terrain dial on them. Oh right. And those were and those were so, those were so oppressive on certain maps. But no, apparently it's like it's just like a piece of like elevated terrain or something that you pay points for. Um, and it has some special rules, but it, it won't be nearly. It's not a. It's not going to be oppressive. I don't think like that was. I mean, I think that sounds fun. I mean, I you know one of my all time favorite maps ever is the old Supernova space map. Just because <laughs> I love that the, map. <laughs> the the space terrain knockback was hilarious. It was so much fun because everyone was just flying everywhere. It was a good time. And then it was like if you shot from rock to rock, you got your range, but if it was from rock to space or space to rock, you got like half your range or something like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was my absolute favorite. Yeah. Me and my, me and my dude, I still have my map and it's just tore up and watermarks and I I can't tell you how many times we played on space map just because it was so hilariously fun. Yeah. And knockback was cool back then, so <laughs> it was cool. Um, but I can't find Isaac's team. I've looked through this list f- like five times, but he did play um, X-Men Swap. I don't I know. I found a picture. I found a picture, and I saw some stuff kind of in the background laying around. So it was X-Men Swap. I, in the picture, there uh, was a Venom Mags. Uh, big surprise. Um, he had a Beast, the Beast Chase from... Probably, uh, yeah. Probably to run into like a, a Thanos team or something like that if he needed to go against it. Uh, right. Um, uh, I was having a hard time kind of picking out the rest. Let me find uh, some people. I heard somebody say something about multiple man getting played, but yeah, well, he always played him for the extra, just, um, for the, point oh, for swap. the initiative, but yeah, he had, cause I'm looking at him play Scott Crampton in a picture and he's got the beast on there. So that's exactly why he did it for us for Thanos, but he always swapped into like double maggots, Jubilee, Hope Summers, um, but I don't know what his starting force was because I can't find a picture of his team build anywhere. 
Let me see here. I think it was. Hold on. I'm trying to zoom in here. I'm zooming in on a picture of when he was playing against um, Scott Crampton, Critical Clicks. I know he had a maggot or two. He had two maggots. Yeah, two maggots. Uh, looks like there's a Jubilee. Yep. Um, there's the Beast. A Hope Summers. Yeah. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of uh, picking everything out he was doing, but um, definitely was playing the, you know, the good stuff. I mean, with the with the maggots, he'd have a couple probs. Um, that beast is one of the most underrated chases that came out this last year. Like yeah. his outwit, I mean that that beast destroys Thanos. It does. Um, and so, and and Isaac is a good enough and a smart enough player to know that. Yeah, he's it's it's amazing what he has accomplished at his age. Yeah, how old is he now? Is he like 15, 16? Yeah, he's like, like fifteen or sixteen. He's he 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 won his first Origins, I want to say, when he was eleven, and it just right. and he won Gen Con, and I was like, okay, he's gonna win Worlds too. But um, I haven't watched That's the complete so cool. game. I haven't watched the, the complete game of him and Saul. But uh, it just looks like Isaac just ran out of time with um, attacks. There was one time that I saw where Isaac had to dedicate an entire turn to kill Saul's Felix Faust because he had hit him. He had hit Faust like four times, but Saul super sensed out of it every single time. And then he did an autonomous action with one of the, the bystanders maggot made, made it. And he finally missed his super senses. So he, he dedicated five attacks, one whole turn just for Faust. And he just kept super sensing out of it every single time. Uh, Faust is S tier. Like people are not talking enough about Faust. No. Oh, I have issues with Faust, but you know, (laughs) well, the, I mean, what was it? The, uh, LE Faust or whatever from a few years back that just like literally. Yeah. The 20 cented die one. Yeah, he 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 just uh, yeah didn't even was not fun. Um, no, but this one, I mean, you know, he's he's cool for what he is. Um, he's I wouldn't say he's like oppressive or anything. He's not very much fun to play against, but he is very very good. But uh, you know, Wonder Woman's interesting because it's like this weird set where you know they made the worst Batman I think we've ever seen. And yet, there's some of also the most busted figures. We've what are you ever talking seen. about? He gives a side sidekick stealth. That's like meta defining. Oh well, that, yeah, yeah. That's that's. <laughs> I mean, that's about all he does. But <laughs> that's all he does. That's all. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see if thing. we get. We'll see if we get some good Batman in the team upset. Oh, but, I'm stoked. But no, congratulations to Saul for winning it. It's the first time I think someone not from the United States that won the tournament. So I, I guess somebody in my group corrected me on that. Cause we thought the same thing. I guess somebody from Italy won in like, two. Oh, okay. I know someone gave me crap because I posted, um, you know, having a world's event, but doesn't invite the rest of the world. And then someone that isn't from the United States actually <laughs> wins it. So kind of got called out on that one, but it's all good fun there. Uh, no, big big congrats to Saul. That's awesome. I think he was the Mexican Nationals winner. So yes, you know, kind of on the other side of Emily. Like that's cool. It would have been neat if it's like uh, yeah, it's we got the the it's like the hero cook sandwich. We got Emily up top. We got Saul on the bottom, and then there's just the meat of hero clicks of the United States right there. They well, can't, and, and they can't win. <laughs> 
the you know the following for it outside the country in these other places and i've done some trades with people in like the netherlands australia like all kinds of places um i think that's really cool i think that it's it's really neat that somebody uh from mexico won i i i, yeah. I really do i think that that's awesome i you know this game has been around long enough it's it's cool to see it have an effect not only in the u.s but in other places in the world and i think it's something that um can bring everyone together i mean who doesn't love spider-man who doesn't love batman you know everyone is something we can all come together on hero clicks bring in uh world peace yeah <laughs> hero clicks bringing in world peace and there's so much more that can be done with clicks and stuff too. It was like I I was talking with somebody before because I just opened my own shop and was dealing with a lot of that stuff. And uh, someone was talking about STEM stuff because that's you know pretty big now. And I was like, yeah, you could teach people hero clicks as part of STEM. Like it's got mathematics, it's got you yeah. know all sorts of stuff that they can learn. And you know it's a great game that kids are gonna want to play because of they know these comic book characters. You know, yeah, it's just. The biggest thing is it's not advertised very well. People don't like I we I've there's a bunch of shops like gaming shops around me and they just tell me that no one ever shows interest. It's always magic and D&D and stuff like that, but that's because they're just there is no advertisement for this game. Um I was talking to Ryan last night even like I don't know if you guys have ever watched the old WizKids commercial for HeroClix, but it's it's really bad. I remember it. It's from 2014, <laughs> and I am actually once my wedding season starts to come down a little bit, I'm actually going to be on my own. Whiskey is not paying me or anything, but I'm going to be making a commercial for Hero Clicks just to, uh, uh, not make fun of it, but I'm, I'm going to make it like an old timey um, infomercial, like like, in, like infomercial. Like, yeah, like, that'd be fun. Are you bored of playing the same old board game, like the whole black and white? Huh. Well, we got yeah. a game for you. Hero clicks, 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 like something like that. Really hype it up. So, oh, oh please, we are we are <laughs> we are so down. We will help with that. We. I just have to find the time to do it. It's it's weird. So. Being that I had my own store, I would get in on uh, some of these seminars and stuff that WizKids would put uh, put on, and there was one that they were doing, they, they were kind of making this big push about stores themselves really championing, uh, championing uh, Heroclix, and that's 100% what it is. I mean, Heroclix was the biggest thing at my shop. You know, I did Friday Night Magic, but it was never big. Heroclix was... And you just you have to have somebody that wants to play that game, that has the energy to play that game, and you know the ability to bring people in. I mean, we had uh, some kids that were like, what, like twelve or something that came one time that Ray was oh, teaching yeah, how yeah. to play. Uh, one know, of my coworkers it, brought like his wife and his three kids, and we yeah, like, did, like the a game, huge battle royal. the game could be a lot more. And and you know that's whiz kids does need to do more. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but I do agree that, yeah, like the shops themselves really need to push it because, yeah, magic is this huge thing and it's kind of become its own thing. But still, if you have a shop and the shop doesn't focus on magic, people won't come to play magic there. You still have to have that person that's that's there that's behind it. Uh, and that's, you know, who knows how that's going to go about. Shops are going to make their own decisions. It, you know, you can't force a shop to do it, but... 
I do think WizKids needs to do a bit more marketing, but I do agree that shops also have to have that that behind, you know, the push and and stuff to bring people in. And with and and HeroClix is not WizKids' big seller. It's D and D miniatures. Like that's their that's where they make their big money. But and you know it's hard for people to try to or want to spend eighteen dollars on just five little miniatures when they're like like. If you don't know about the game, you don't know about the value that you're getting. I mean, usually the value doesn't meet the $18, but you really have to open it. Like we used to, what were those called? Um, Not Sidekick Nights, New Player Night. What were they called? Yeah, New Guy Night. New Guy Night, which I don't think they really do anymore. Obviously, the pandemic happened. You know, that, that used to be at least like three times a year. And I haven't heard, you know, you used to get new guy night figures and stuff like that but right right you know i i've like i've been playing the game long enough and seen them try enough things that i kind of have three things that i want to see them see like a yes they like and this is something i learned from chris and and you know his discussions with WizKids directly uh but um you know they very much so put the advertising into the hands of the players yes they really want like for me, being a judge and, 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 you know, I had friends and stuff in the area that played the game uh, back in the past. It was, it, you know, I had to really go out and, uh, out and and be willing to show people how to play the game, teach them how to play the game, and then try to organize a structure, whether it be through social media or so on and so forth, so that people had a place to play. Um, you know, some of my friends that... that used to be really hardcore into the game are, are back into the game some are not but then we also have new players like you know chris is has been playing now for uh two years uh, right three years something like that yeah i i started with spider-man venom absolute carnage that, right. that was the set i started on well and so like you know they put it into our hands to like get your friend and teach him how to play in the garage or something i think a you know they need to take some initiative a little bit more on their end with it uh b uh, NECA has a huge partnership with Target. Um, I don't know why uh, they would do the Target like exclusive gravity feeds and stuff and not just sell their brand new fancy boxed starter sets, which are meant to be kind of a closed box game with a campaign and stuff. Uh, that's what should be sold in big box stores to kind of get people interested in something. And then they find out, oh, hey, there's boosters and all kinds of more figures that i can get to um build teams and play with and so i think part of it is them being a little bit smarter with where they're releasing their product and how they're releasing their product i think that the the boosters the sealed stuff that always is going to work better at a local game shop but they do make a version of their product that does look good on the shelves of a gaming aisle in a regular like big block uh, or or uh, big store um and my third thing uh you know the advertising stuff it's uh, hard because where do you advertise like they do the magazines you really don't do commercials for this kind of stuff um well and and in some ways uh so chris and i are advertisers for them right like so we've done uh two official unboxings at this point uh, where, you know, um, and they've done this with a few different individuals and, and, uh, I want to say all this in a nice way. That's why I kind of hesitated. <laughs> um, you know, they sent us this stuff. This is where we got our friends. 
uh, to come out and help us, who's uh, a, a professional videographer who knows a lot more to help us kind of video it and let us unbox and show people things and stuff. And I think it's neat that they're putting stuff in the hands of the player community. Uh, but, you know, we're, uh, you know, I, the, I think well, that they're. Yeah, the problem ahead, with girl. that is they need to be more focused because, like, half the people I see do unboxings are like board game people that have never seen Heroclix before and they're doing these unboxings right. and like it's just it's a, a mess <laughs> I mean the best way I can put it, it it's I just appreciate you for just saying it I was having a hard time just saying <laughs> it because I didn't want to be mean but like I mean there was a few it, like the last well, time we did it yeah it's not being mean on those people like they they just don't know what they're doing and I mean even even us with our unboxings and stuff like that like I was like, you know, is there is there certain things you want us to do, you know, stuff like that. And they're like, no, nah, we just we just want you to, you know, unbox it, have fun, and you know, be excited. And we're right, like, right. Okay. There wasn't any specific <laughs> like direction or anything. Luckily for them, I mean, we're a couple guys that run a channel based on gameplay that actually play the game, uh, and so you know, them reaching out to us, uh, I think was was good for the game because. We can kind of say, "Hey, this guy's pretty cool," <laughs> and it is—it's not free advertising because they do give you the product, but it is a way to get yeah, their right, name right. out there. Like they gave us, thankfully, they gave Disney Plus, but then they gave Disney Plus to a lot of people, um, and then they gave you guys X of Swords. We missed out on that one. Hopefully, we'll go with the next one, which is Avengers Forever, which be fun. Because I enjoyed doing that. Uh, I think I do a decent job with the reviews and stuff like that. And it just, like you said, I agree. It's, it's, I agree. it's free advertising for them. It gets people pumped up for the right. set. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's true. I I didn't want to make it, like, I didn't want to downplay it. They gave us, like, $200 worth of product every time, like, a month early. So uh, it's not free. It's, you know, they're giving us something for the work. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I I think it's a neat thing. Um, it's 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 fun. It's it's a fun way to do it. But they they put a lot in the hands of the gaming community, whether that's cultivating a local group or running events or running tournaments or so on and so forth. Yeah, it does worry me a little bit because I do feel like once we the players die, there's going to be no one else to take over the reins, and then the game is going to kind of fizzle away. Because yeah. I mean, uh, it's, this it's got game a, it's, absolutely has a cult following. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I I never would have got into this game had it not been for AJ. Uh, we were playing a different game from a company that I will never name again, or play any of their games ever again. And they just <laughs> randomly decided to kill that game. And then AJ was like, "Hey, you should Star come Wars over on this other day and let's let's play this game." And I was like, "Nah, dude, I, I'm good." And he's like, "No, nah, man, seriously, I, I built you a team. You like Iron Man, right?" And I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And then, yeah, it just, you know, I bought my first pack and pulled Carnage, yeah. uh, Absolute Carnage, and I was, I was hooked. And, but I never would have got there had it not been for AJ being like, oh, hey, man, just come try out this game. Like, the way he told me it was, it was uh, like a mix of Fire Emblem and, and what was the other thing that you said? Uh, oh man, I don't even remember. But I, I, I do remember comparing it to Fire Emblem uh, and, and like just tactics games in general. Yeah, like yeah, and and I love tactics games. I, I think you might have said like comic books and Fire Emblem. I don't know, but it well, was you're awesome. A huge and like, like Final Fantasy you know, guy. 
yeah, and so the stra- the strategic bit of the game is really what sold me. It's so much better than a lot of other games because you really have to stop and think about it. Yeah, and I had when I started too, I had never done anything like this at game stores or stuff like this. I was like strictly video games, and my brother came home from college one day and said, "Hey." Check this out. I found this game. This is during collateral damage way back in the day. And he brought out this nice case with these, like the foam padding and everything. And it was showing me all these figures. I'm like, oh, these look really cool. And then he showed me how to play. I'm like, oh, this game's kind of fun. And then I found a local shop when it was kind of easy to find local shops. And then that was, my God, what is it, 2022 right now? That was almost. Oh, yeah. When did collateral damage even come out? I gotta look real quick. But that was... I mean, that's pretty close to my start point. I mean, that's probably like two thousand three, two thousand six. Uh, so that was oh, okay. six, <laughs> sixteen years ago. Yeah, and my, I've been playing since first, then. I uh, was, you know, me and my cousin Chris used to play like Pokemon stuff like that, and um, my cousin was playing Mage Knight, and uh, I was playing Mech Warrior, and. We both uh, ended up by uh, getting dropped off at the local game shop that no longer exists called Fantasy Nights. And uh, they were playing Heroclix. And they're like, do you guys like superheroes? And me and my cousin are like, yeah, of course we do. And they're like, oh, come on, sit down. We're doing like some learn to plays right now. You know, here we are. We're seventh graders, I think, at the time. This is like 2002, 2003, something like that. Um, And uh, the Marvel Ultimates set had just came out. Um, I think the shop owner gave me and my cousin both a free pack. Like, it was cheap enough back then that they could do that. And, you know, we both opened up a pack. And I think that in my first pack, I had pulled uh, the, that old original, like, uh, backpack Spidey. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. And uh, we just sat and played it. I remember convincing my mom to come back later and let me spend all my all my money <laughs> And more packs, and I just went home and studied these these mm-hmm. little superhero figures. You um, memorized the dials because that's what you had to do back then. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I just I thought they were so cool, and you know, me and my cousin just kept met, meeting up over at like my grandma's house and playing and playing and playing and playing, and I mean, we were just hooked, absolutely hooked. And uh, you know, this is I, I've been through so many changes with this game. It's it's fun to. I, I don't think there's very many things that take me back to you know when i was a teenager when i was a kid um like hero clicks does even as an adult i mean it's this fantasy game where you're getting to pretend to control your own superhero team that you made up yourself it's it's fantastic and i think that the game could still be that for a lot of people um they just need to put it in the right place you know seeing seeing kids eyes light up that we taught at chris's shop like reminded me of myself and i know that this game has a place like that with these kids that just don't even really know it exists yet yeah well and a big part of it too is just the way they make characters like they've got to give me a second guys i'll be right back yeah they gotta make some of these characters better you know like uh so for example havoc i'm a big havoc fan and i have not enjoyed any havoc that i have seen (laughs) up until the x-men slot so you're not the the only person havoc is super good like i'm all for that guy i even i took him in the you know when you get to pick stuff after the the battle royale and i was super excited for it because that havoc's super cool but all the other ones i was like 
I want that when I first saw the figure, and then I got it, and I was like, I'm never going to use this. Like, literally never. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's really disheartening that they haven't really made it. And they even made a legacy card for him. I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to make that guy actually good. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, yeah, like, that was, that you, was had a bit. Ch- you had a chance to redeem yourself, and you didn't. You ruined it. See, and I just changed my my little thing here to Elsa Bloodstone. I'm really bummed they only ever made one of her. I'm hoping that we see a legacy card on that one, or you know, a new figure. I know there's a Disney Plus show coming out here pretty soon that's going to have Elsa Bloodstone in it. So hopefully yeah. we'll get uh, you know a new figure or legacy card or something soon. Yeah. Uh, but no, we went down quite the rabbit hole there. But um, overall. Worlds, I think, was awesome. I can't wait to do it next year. I can't wait to see everybody at Orlando. And uh, congratulations to everyone that made top 16, uh, top 8, won won anything at Worlds. Just overall, it was great to see everyone back in their natural clicks habitat uh, again because it's been too long of just online play. Which online, There's nothing wrong with online play, but it's just this game is meant to be played on tabletops. All right, well, let's get into our final segment. All right, guys, there I am back. He's back. Perfect timing, because that's going to bring us into our Clicking It Crew question of the day. There's no such thing as stupid questions, except for Billy's questions. Now, I know Chris is excited for this because he actually mentioned it in the actual post, but I posted on not our Facebook page but on our on the uh, here with players and collections around the world now i do apologize beforehand while i was on my phone trying to look at the votes for this i accidentally hit the x button which facebook don't put the where you can see who voted and the delete button right next to each other because people like uh, me that have fat fingers accidentally pressed the wrong button but, I, I did uh, think that was pretty funny. I was, and you can't bring it back, which is stupid. It's like, where's the undo button on Facebook? You need to work on that. But it was basically, should, and this isn't regarding anything that happened at World. It's just been a discussion that I know people have talked about. But it is, should players' turns have time limits? Now, before I hit the delete button, it was, excuse me, about 70-30. 70% said yes. said no. Um, Some of the people on here, let me read some of the comments because we had a good amount of comments. So uh, I'm not going to name any names, but um, someone said, I don't think there should be. What's that? Oh, well, of quite a few of those names are actually our group, which is really funny. Oh, perfect. Uh, But one person said, I don't think there should be timed turns, but I would be in favor of last turn or last action, which I don't mind last turn. I know they do that in Magic, where if time is called, you're able to finish your turn, correct? Or your opponent gets one more turn, something like that with Magic? That's Chris. Yeah, it's been forever for me since I've done anything competitive, but I I feel like you do get a finish um, your turn. Yeah. Um, Another one is I think the yes is a stipulation if you are actively doing stuff during your turn, then it is less egregious, but I'm thinking more of like a chess clock. You get X amount of time, and once the time is up, you lose any thinking time. So like if it's a 50-minute 
time limit, you both get 25 minutes of time for it. So that is a thing. Or not a thing, but an option was that, that I can uh, like. Was that Daryl or Ray? That no, that was, that, one? that was Peter. Oh, that was Peter. Uh, I yeah. know that uh, Daryl and Ray, which both commented on that they're guys from our group, uh, and um, have been in our episodes. Uh, but that's something that like they have suggested before yeah. is like a chest block or a like a little hourglass or you know. Yeah. Uh, someone said, I say yes for time limit, but only for big events. Let's say three minutes per turn, since you expect more experienced players comfortable with their team build. Other than that, Nats and Regionals, that's a big no for me. Not everyone has to think so fast, especially those who are still learning. Uh, and then someone said, start out as a yes, but time limits on turns will give opportunities who will only can sidestep and clear action tokens as a set amount to take. Um, separate amount of time. To take from you best bet is to call a judge and ask someone for more time otherwise timelines will be giving a set amount of time or turned to happen and add a new dimension to the meta which i can see so like let's say you only had a five if let's say they made it where you have five minutes per turn and all you can do is clear and maybe sidestep right. because it's in the rules do you just wait out the five minutes or do you just just clear and sidestep it, and then pass it's, it's yeah. I don't. I yeah. I think I like the idea of a chess clock, but then it's hard because I don't think we have any Jason Windoms coming up soon. But he, him, and Batman, they were like 10, 15 minute turns, and that's all what they do is they just mind control everybody and they wipe your team out, and you can't do what they do in a five limit t- a time limit. Uh, you know, my opinion kind of on it, I, I think you get a mix of A, uh, players who are stalling. Yes. Right? I think I think we're looking for some kind of a solution to players who stall. And then, you know, something that even WizKids is actively trying to fix, right? I mean, they've even said that erratas and rule changes were in order to kind of reduce, you know, uh, how, how long someone's turn is taking, the amount of things that they can do in a turn to kind of speed up the game. That was the whole reason why they got rid of pushing damage was supposedly to speed up the game. Um, or, or or just uh, giving everyone indomitable or whatever, basically. Yeah. But um, I, I think that, like, moves to speed up the game, I think in casual settings, when somebody's learning, yeah, of course, you're not going to use a time limit or something like that. Um but there is the very obvious situations where it's either um, someone like, you know, Blackheart or whatever, who can basically do a thing, kill a guy, clear, do another thing, and then maybe you have another character that's got flurry, so he gets to do two things, and then or you, you have know, autonomous people like the maggot bystanders and things like that. Right, right. So you get these things that take up a huge amount of time, and you know maybe a certain amount or a limit to the amount of free actions that can be taken is an idea. But I think that like in real tournament settings, a chess clock idea does make sense because it's like, Hey, you know, you can try to do as much things as your team will allow you to do within this time limit. Cause once this buzzers up, your turn's over. So, um, I, I think in competitive settings, it, it does make sense. Um, it's something I wouldn't mind trying. Yeah, and someone did mention Battle Royals. That was one big problem that I've always had with Battle Royals is that you have 15 minutes, but it's 15 minutes from when you get your boosters. And at least at Gen Con, 
I really only got like two or three turns in a battle royal. I think, in my own opinion, it's or I should say, I would prefer that it's they give you the boosters, you open them, and then you have ten minutes to pick your teams, look at dials, things like that. Then you get the fifty minutes after. That, that's that. what we did at my at my shop, uh, and that's I mean through this whole slop. That's what I'll do more because I don't think you should be, you know, costed time by trying to decide your team. It took me a little bit to decide my team. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, you should get, you know, 10 minutes or so to decide your team and then play. Especially if it's not your fault. Like, let's say you get your booster. Okay, I want this guy. And then the guy to the left of you takes, you know, five minutes deciding who he wants or he's trying to look at the other people. Okay, who he just take? What am I going to be getting coming around? So I just think 10 right. minutes would give you plenty of time and then... Um, 50 minutes. Now, it would push back every battle royal like 10 times. So, you would maybe you the first ones at 1 and then 210, 324, 30, and so on. But I, I, I don't like only getting like two or three turns at battle royals because it's, you, you can't yeah, do it. I mean, that's just not fun. And that's, that's not the way the game should be played. So, yeah, no, I. I mean, it's a little bit better now that everybody has Indomitable and goes, but like. If you, back when there was pushing damage, if you if you did an action and then you cleared, odds are that that figure wasn't going to do anything else for the rest of the game because time would be called by that time. But yeah, I mean, how many turns did you get, AJ? While we were running around that, I I feel like I got like four or five. Oh, in the battle royals. Yeah, uh, I mean, I got quite a few, and and that's. Another thing on that, like people should be figuring out what their moves are going to be during your opponent's turn. Like that's yeah, the one yeah. argument um, that I hate. Like people are like, "But I got to figure out what I should do with my my people." You should know. You you should know. Hey, this guy's going to move over here, so I'm going to move here. Oh, actually, he moved over here. Okay, let me think about what I should do. Not like you shouldn't wanna, just be thinking of what you're going to do your turn to take forever. Right, right. I want to say we made. I think in that first game, four or five rounds. And I think in the other one, we had three players. And that one, we, we made it through a couple more times. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things and I did, and this, you know, you know this, I, it led me to winning because I knew there wouldn't be that many following turns. Um, I would kind of wait until a higher point figure has been punched on a little bit. And... Like, even if it meant me breaking away to try to take, like, a pot shot at that character, you know, if I knew it only took one or two clicks to kill it, I was going to do it just for the points. And, uh, you know, that was me being a total butthead, but I won the tournament doing it. And that's a really gnarly thing for the Battle Royale strategy because you know there's not enough time for anyone to catch up to you if you do that. You can basically snipe other people's kills. Um but that's that's also why, like, I think you remember a while back, I was kind of pitching a different idea for battle royals, and it was an idea where uh, everyone had only like two total power actions, and then there was like a limit to the amount of free actions you could take, and the idea was to speed up uh, how the frequency of the turns, uh, just because I've done a ton of four-player games. Um, that, that used to be kind of my bread and butter for a few years of this game, and. Um, we experimented with stuff like that just to speed up the turns. Yeah, and like the favorite part for me for Battle Royals is using figures I don't normally use, but and then I feel kind of 
down because I only got to play with them for two or three turns. Uh, but yeah, it's it seems like overwhelmingly that the clicks community likes the fact that time might be something. I don't know if they'll ever implement that because then you know you gotta it's more stuff for them to get a hold of. You gotta get clocks because like can you imagine? Um, unless you yeah, don't, how much does the chess clock cost? Or you know you get an app on your phone or something like that. I don't know, but oh, um, like it could just be if they decide to ever do that, they just say make sure you have a chess clock app on your phone that you both can use or something like that. I don't know, but I think I like it, and it's good to have these kind of discussions. Like I feel like some of this stuff is taboo to talk about, but like this is how we make the game better: is having these discussions out loud. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think everybody's had at least one game against somebody who wanted to stall the whole time. And it's just not fun for anybody, especially like Chris mentioned earlier that he hates turtle teams that are totally designed to just never give you any points and for you to not ever be able to do any damage to them. Um, And that's that's a problem. You know, if, if somebody's over there just stalling with a turtle team, that's not fun for anybody. Hence why they did the whole um no roll off thing, uh, the zero zero tie or whatever. Um, they did that just because they know that people hate going against somebody who's stalling and stuff. So there's obviously some kind of attempt to do something about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm, I'm, oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I'm all for like somebody said earlier, you know, doing that at like nationals and, and worlds and like other big events rather than just all the time. I mean, we, at my shop, we try to run, you know, non-competitive stuff all the time. And then, you know, like with that, we've seen that we have to really set that up. Oh, you know, this week has to be 300 points. You know, you have to have a keyword team. You have to do that. And you have to set that up. And then that, you know, makes it kind of fun because some people just like to play competitively all the time. And, you know, no matter what rules you do point-wise, they'll figure out a competitive team to play. And it, it's just not fun. But, you know, I don't mind not having time limits on those games, but I definitely agree with time limits on, on some of these other ones. I mean, I can't imagine people really need that much time to think what they're going to do, especially when they played that team that often, that much to be in a position that they're in. You know, for me, if you're taking a long time to do your turns, you're trying to make that happen and that's just not fun i mean these are comic book characters you know yeah sure the comic books you have to read you know six seven pages of them just talking a lot of the time but when they go into action it's action it's not you know like oh let's do this one thing and then let's let's huddle over here and you know play football and get in huddle and then run for three seconds and then huddle again and you know it's actual action and that's what I think this game really is supposed to be, and that's what I want to see, and I think time limits can kind of force that to happen. Yeah, and I don't mind people, like, talking out loud about what they want to do. It's when you're staring at the board and you're just kind of, like, tapping on the map map um, squares and stuff like that, and you're not really kind of interacting with me trying to say what you're doing. Um but as long as you're talking out loud and you're actively doing something, you know, take the time you need. But hopefully we don't have to ever have to deal with, like, a, a Jason Wyndham or a Batman that just can just keep on oh, mind-controlling and over. You know? And, like, I've heard horror stories of, like, where last action and call is called, 
and Jason Wyndham gets off his mind control, and then you're still sitting there 15 minutes after last action is called because he still has the action to go through with. <laughs> like this Dude, just that uh, sounds horrible. The last Wiz Kids open before the pandemic, um, somebody did that with uh, Jason to me, and I, it was excruciating enough that I just conceded yeah <laughs> that round it's like and okay I was just like i get I was like, it dude you win you win i get it i get it you can have my whole 300 points i literally do not care at this point yeah because this was so yeah, it, boring that it, I just and that just ruins mind. the game for people yeah like um, back then is when i smoked and i was just like dude i'm just i'm gonna go have a cigarette yeah just call me when you're done <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is uh, going to pretty much be it for the uh, podcast. So I want to thank Chris and AJ for joining us again. We'll have to have you on again. I enjoyed our conversation. If you didn't uh, realize, Dan had to leave. He hasn't said anything for about a half hour. Um, oh. He he had to go. So that's why, Dan, you're not hearing his beautiful voice anymore. So He um, just started like a new job and stuff, right, I think? Uh, he's been working there for a while. He... Um, finally got like uh, he used to be under contract work for the job oh, okay. where they where it's like we'll hire you for three months and then we'll let you know afterwards. But he actually got like a full time job there now. But he's been there I want to say hey, for yeah. six seven Congrats, months. Dan. Yep. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Chris and AJ for joining. We'll have to have you on again. I enjoy this and thank, thank um, you for having us. I am excited to hear about what happens over at Gun Guy Games. Oh yeah. Um, uh... I'm going to try to bring my camera up with me and, 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 and record. We'll see. I might just go play and have fun, though. That's the thing. Just have fun. That's that's why we play this game in the first place. Just have fun. But we, we are we are chatting and stuff. You know, fingers crossed if, it, you know, uh, we might be able to do an Avengers Forever unboxing here soon. I don't think anybody's gotten anything. I mean, once... Once the man Scott Porter gets <laughs> his, that's that's when we actually get excited. So I've I've reached out to Wizkiz a few times to see if they could send me some stuff for reviews, just like they did for Disney Plus. So fingers crossed on that one because I am excited for this Avengers Forever set. Yeah, they they send like everybody and their brother Disney Plus. Yeah, like then, like uh, channels I've never even heard of, and I don't think they even knew what Hero Clicks was. Got it brick of disney yeah <laughs> and then uh x of swords i i remember sending uh the contact that contacted me about disney plus an email and i was like so hey uh are you guys gonna do that again and they're like oh yeah uh we've just been delayed on some stuff uh it should go out tomorrow and i was like oh uh okay <laughs> cool yeah. so yeah hopefully we'll be getting uh i'm gonna guess because the pre-releases are set for October, so I'm going to guess Scott Porter is going to be getting his video either next week or the week after. Oh, I'm I'm so pumped. I mean, those Warp World chases are cool. Uh, I really am stoked for... It, it, it's so dumb, but I'm really pumped for uh, a Peter Quill. <laughs> yeah. But there's so much cool looking stuff in this. And I actually, I'm really excited to see what the rest of the legacy cards are going to be. Um, I've been going through a bunch of my old stuff and I'm like, I have so many cool Avengers that I hope get a legacy. Like for me, my number one would be the original Ultimates Grey Hulk, which I still have that. Are you talking about the one from Avengers where he's like stepping on the soda machine or like the really old one? I have one? that one too. Uh, either one because I have both. Uh, but uh, the, the original Grey Hulk was it, it, like my first unique that I ever pulled. And so that would be 
just it's kind of special to me but there's a lot there's 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 so many cool things that they could do between legacies with this and just neat stuff we haven't seen in the set yet so yeah i'm, I'm very pumped for avengers and uh or avengers forever it it feels like it's being a little bit of a sleeper set just getting overshadowed with other things but yeah um well, i you know scott porter will hype it up yeah and like i can't even tell you how i'm probably most excited for this iconics set that they're coming out with with all the oh, iconic comic panel ones like yeah it looks so cool awesome. yeah uh is I that just saw set or I, I think it's gonna be a set i don't know i i wasn't at the presentation um but maybe well, some of the pictures also showed like paint colors and stuff so it's like i wonder if it's like a paint it yourself kind of type thing or maybe uh, it's like wwe where it's just you buy the ones you want i don't know how it's gonna work I mean, I'd be fine with something like that, uh, especially if they're good, because that that actually uh, Heroclix in some ways is is getting kind of pay to win uh, with kind of some of the set design with some of the chases and super rares being significantly stronger than everything else. And so making something that's sold the way that WWE is, especially if some of those things end up by being meta would be awesome because it's like, hey, listen. You don't have to chase these other figures if you don't want to. You can go spend 10 bucks on the Snap Thanos, and he's actually just as good as the Infinity Challenge one or whatever, right? Yeah. Make, make being competitive a little bit more accessible. Yeah. Um, I think X-Men does that, too. X-Men does a good job of staying competitive, as, as we can see yeah, the past sure. couple. But, yeah, that is going to be our podcast. I got to go finish up Cobra Kai because I'm obsessed with that show, and I think I'm on the season finale, so I want to make sure I finish that tonight. But uh, thank you, ClickStats, Chris, and AJ for joining us. Make sure yeah, you absolutely. guys are checking out our Patreon, which we'll be doing our Patreon giveaway. Let's see. Today is the 20th, so on the 30th, on Friday, we'll be doing another Patreon giveaway, and we will be uh, giving away in that prize pool the Fantastic Thors. And then next month, uh, I did get some gen or some con exclusives from World, so those will be there for next month as well. And then also check out our sponsor, which is Glass Cabinet Hobbies. And if you use code ClixingIt, C L I X I N I T, you get five percent your order. Uh, so real quick before uh, we head out, Chris AJ, plug your YouTube channel one more time so people can go check it out. Uh, it is very entertaining to watch. I know I've watched a few of your. Uh, YouTube videos, but plug it one more time for us. Clickstads. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, come watch Clickstads. You know, I don't know many other channels that are doing actual gameplay videos. We try to do what we can with the, you know, the best figures or, or even figures that we think are good that maybe you can watch us play and maybe come up with an even better strat or, you know, better team based off of what you see us do with one of the figures. Uh, but we just want people to see the game, not just see the figures, but see how the way the, the game's played, and and hopefully people will like it and want right, to play. Right, right, and that's that's what we do with like. So uh, we usually do so when Avengers Forever comes out, uh, we'll do an unboxing, and then we'll immediately afterwards do a gameplay because we want to show you like, hey, these are the things we thought were cool. This is kind of what they do. Uh, but uh, next week we'll be doing our month two. Um, organized play event for X of Swords, and we'll be trying to record that and put that up on the channel. Uh, we put the first one up on there, which actually in the beginning we had Ray, who often judges a lot of our events. Um, we had Ray kind of go over and talk about 
how to do a battle royale, how this event is supposed to work. Um, it's something new for a lot of people. And so in some regards, we are trying to give some fatherly advice and, and show people kind of how to do something in hero clicks that maybe they've never done before. So we went through and filmed kind of our entire night, which is our only episode that does have some bad words because <laughs> it's our normal play night. But, uh, uh, you know, enjoy. You can watch it. You can kind of see what you're supposed to do. We, we, we covered how it works, how to draft, how, how we built our teams. Um, and then I covered two of the actual Battle Royal games. Nice. And do you guys live relatively close to each other? That way you guys can always get together and do these videos yeah yeah we're we're like uh two towns apart okay yeah because like dan lives downtown milwaukee from me ryan lives kenosha which is a bunch of miles away like no one lives near me so i could do videos so it's either i do it by myself or i just record our games at our local shop whatever we uh play so that's unfortunate yeah so chris chris and i are both part of the same kind of local play group but we used to work together um you know we're about 15 minutes away from each other so it's it's fairly easy for us to get together do this stuff you know as um family time and work time permits you know yeah exactly but um yeah go check out their channel they're very entertaining and uh, i'm sure that they'll be getting some unboxings for the new avengers set whenever that comes out but thanks again everyone for joining us hope everyone had a great time at worlds We'll see everybody in Florida in a few months because I think that's the next big event besides uh, Gun Guy Games. But until then, make sure you guys are staying safe out there. And as always, keep clicking it.